0: So, today's class is Srimad Bhagavatam, 10th Canto, 11th uh, chapter, <clears throat> 20th verse. We just finished up uh, the pastimes of Damodar. so we continuing.
1: Itam, Yashoda yashoda, tam. Shesha Shesha Shekaram Shekaram Mattva Matva Sutam Sutam Shneha Shneha Nibhadha Nibadha Dirpa Gripa Haste Haste Grip. Greetwa, Saha, Ramam, Achutam, Mitwa, sva Batim, Batam, Krita, Krita, it ham yo shodatam ishesha sekaram. Itam shoda sekaram. Matva sutam Matva sutam ripa. Matva sutam ripa. Aste avati at hodaya nipa swadham kripa kratutupaya e tam ya shodha tam mshesha sekaram e astegritva it was sabato nicht dabei zu gehen इथां यशोदा थां मशेश शेकरा इथां यशोदा थां मशेश शेकरा मत वसु काम शने हनुहद्दनी दिर निर्बा मत वासु Havatya, Trodayam, Bitwas, Vata, Bitavata, itam yashoda tamashe sesa sekaramitam yashoda tamashe sesa sekaram batvasutam sneha nibhat drinu pa dodayam nipha, Kishu, shudha, tam, Itam Yashoda, Tam Ashesha Shekharam. Itam Yashoda, Tam Ashesha Shekharam. Matwasutam Snehalibatha Ripa. Matwasmam Snehalibatha Dirupa. Hastegrihitwasaharamam Achutam. Hastegrihitwasaharamam Achutam. Nitwasavatam Kritavatya Kritavatya kittam yishaudhātama shesha-sektarāṁ kittam yishaudhātama shesha-sektarāṁ martvāsutam sneha-nivadhyadirnapa martvāsutam sneha-nivadhyadirnapa haste-grihitvāsaharāmanachutam haste-grihitvāsaharāmanachutam nitvāsuvātam kittavatyatoyam nitvāsuvātam kittavatyatodayam
0: Mothers, Itam <clears throat> <yet-tam> in, in this
1: way. In this way. Yashodam Mother Yashoda.
0: Mother Yashoda. Tama Sesha Shekaram Tama Sesha Shekaram. Unto, unto Krishna. Who was on the peak of everything auspicious. Of everything auspicious. With no question of dirt, dirtiness or uncleanliness. With no question of dirtiness or uncleanliness. No no uncleanliness. Matva. Considering, considering, considering Sutam as her son, son Shnehanibadi because of an intense spirit of love. Because, because of an intense, intense spirit of love. Of love. Nripa, 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 o king. king. Maharaj Pariksha Maharaj Pariksha. Haste, Haste in the hand. In the hand. Guri hitwa, Guri hitwa.
1: Taking. Taking. Saharamam Saharam. with Balaram. With Achutam. <coughs> Krishna. 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 The infallible. The, Invalible. the Invalible. Nithwa 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 bringing, Nitva bringing Svavatam
0: at, at home. At, at. 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 Krithavati Performed. Performed. Adha Atha. <coughs> now. now. Udayam, Udayam brilliance by taking him. Uh, Brilliant brilliance, excuse me. Brilliancy by bathing him. Brilliancy by bathing him. Dressing him. Dressing him. And decorating him with ornaments. And decorating him with ornaments. Translation. My dear Maharaj Pariksha, because of intense love and affection, Mother Yashoda, Krishna's mother, considered Krishna. was at the peak of all opulences to be her own son thus she took krishna by the hand along with Balaram, and brought them home where she performed her duties by fully bathing them dressing them and feeding them so i say you can say my dear maharaj pariksha because of the intense love and, and because of intense love and affection because of intense love and affection mother Yashoda, krishna's, krishna's mother considered krishna, considered krishna, considered krishna who is at the peak of all opulences who was at the peak of all opulences to be her own son to be her own son thus she took krishna by the hand thus she took krishna by the hand along with balaram, along with balaram and brought them home and brought them home. where she performed where she performed. Her duties, her duties by fully bathing them. By fully bathing them, Dressing them. Dressing them, And feeding them. And feeding them. Sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. Purport. Krishna is always neat, clean, and opulent, and does not need to be washed, bathed, or dressed. Yet Mother Yashoda, because of affection, considered him her ordinary child and did her duties to keep her son brilliant once again the verse my dear maharaj Parikshit, because of intense love and affection mother yashoda krishna's mother considered krishna who was at the peak of all opulences to be her own son she took krishna by the hand along with Balaram and brought them home where she performed her duties by fully bathing them dressing them and feeding them om ajnanti marindas Anjana shalataya cakshu umdivitam jena tasmai sri gurude namaha sri caitanya mino vishtam shtapitam jena gutale Swayam rupa katamayam karanti svapadantikam pancha chakri pasim vedicapatita nam pala nebyo vaisna namo namaha so here we are <coughs> In this wonderful 10th canto Um, and to someone other than uh, the bhakti yogis much of this 10th canto may not make a lot of sense you see some people may say what does this have to do with with scripture you know if you're talking here about a mother uh, who's telling her sons come on come on let's go I need to give you a bath, I need to give you something to eat, dress you nightly, I'll dress you up. They've been playing. You see, Krishna's been playing with uh, his friends, he and Balaram. little boys typically have a tendency to get dirty, you see. So Mother Yashoda is looking at Krishna as uh, a typical son, a typical young boy, Uh, typical. Nothing out of the ordinary, just her wonderful, beloved Krishna, you see. However, as Brahma points out in the uh, purport, <coughs> uh, Krishna doesn't get dirty. He's always neat and clean. He doesn't get dirty, you know. He could fall into anything and come up smelling like a rose, as they say, or a lotus flower, whatever. Krishna doesn't get ruffled and, and dirty and unclean. But yet, Mother Yeshoda is seeing past that. You're my son. You've been playing. You need a bath. She doesn't look at him and say, "Now you're okay." I don't. I can let that slide because you don't really need my attention right now. So I can focus on something else. You know, it's about time for Oprah to come on. So I thought I'd watch a little TV or sit down with a nice book or something. You see, the consciousness was focused on Krishna. Focused on Krishna. She's uh, completely attached to focusing all of her attention, all of her activities on Krishna. You see? Now, this is um, to be understood that she's not doing this because, well, he's God. I better do this. You know it's not like she woke up one day and found out that she had God for a son you know oh my God God's my son oh boy I'd, I'd rather I'd really better be a good mom you know or else I'm in trouble who knows what could happen Thunderbolts turn me into a pillar of salt damnation to hell forever you know things like that you see it was nothing like that she sees Krishna as her ordinary son you see, so very important that we uh, meditate on this um, this point we as devotees um, we don't think that well Krishna is God so let him do it you know I've got this Herculean task to do we're pulling off this festival and I have to do this and I well you know if Krishna is so great, you know what? Let him carry his end. Let him carry his weight. You see? Why doesn't he fall in? Why do I have to work so hard? You see? Why do I have to struggle so much to keep this place afloat and to keep things going? Why do I have so much service that I have to do? We're talking about God here. You know, he really all he has to do is snap his fingers and it's all done. But no, he's got me out in the hot sun carrying this, doing that, scrubbing this. You see? We, we don't, we look past the fact that Krishna is God. You see? We have to have, a true prophet said that we, in our current stage, we need to maintain some on reverence of Krishna enough to keep us on our toes all right but as much as possible let's try to follow in the footsteps of mother of mother Yashoda and see beyond Krishna's godly nature you see. mother you showed a felt like <clears throat> if I don't feed my son he will starve that's not true now is she living in illusion If I don't feed my son, he'll starve. If I don't bathe him, he'll be dirty. Who will take care of him? She worries. Profusely, she's worrying about my dear the the benefit of my dear son Krishna. When Krishna would go to the forest with the the cowherd boys and take the cows out, Mother Yashoda all day would lament, oh Krishna left this morning, he wasn't wearing shoes. What if he steps on something and hurts his foot? You see? She doesn't think like, oh please well, God. Whatever he steps on will be hurt, not him. If he wants it hurt, is you see. She doesn't think like that. She's worried, you see. Now, why is this? Some people, uh, when we're explaining the philosophy and they don't oh, uh, they're newcomers or they don't quite understand. Maybe they're from a different faith. They inquire uh, what's this all about why do you see past the fact that god is god because we the devotees want to get close to god we want to get as they say up close and personal with the supreme lord mother yashoda is up close and personal with krishna you see she will take him if he gets muddy, and uh, of course he might get muddy. But then all of a sudden he's not muddy. You see, but she'll she might take him by the hand. She might even give him a spanking. Take his clothes off and bathe him nicely. You see, redress him, decorate him in clothes, ornaments. You see, fix him a nice meal. The, in the spiritual world. In Goloka Vrindavan, one of the chief things that the gopis do is clean. They clean the palace of Krishna. They clean, although there is no dust, nothing gets dirty. You see? Nothing ever gets contaminated. There is no such thing as contamination. There's no dust, it's not dirty. But they clean it because they love Krishna. They love Krishna. Serving Krishna. They love doing for Krishna. They polish his dishes. They don't need polishing, but they polish. (laughs) They don't think, well, you know, uh, Krishna, why am I washing your clothes? You're God. Why don't you do the snap the finger thing and make something, you know? You see? If we wanted to use God, well, we could do this snapping the finger thing all the time. Okay. Okay, God, you know, I need this. Come on, do the... Snappy finger thing and make this appear. And we want to pay off the mortgage, so do the, do the finger thing and take care of the mortgage. You see. But we don't try to engage Krishna as our servant, we try to engage ourselves in serving him. You see. So <clears throat> if we if we're going to be close, close enough to share uh, transcendental love. We have to see past the on reverence We don't see past the on reverence Mother Yashoda sees past the on reverence You see? In Goloka Vrindavan, practically speaking, uh, Krishna is not God. There is no God. There is no need for God. You have Krishna. You see? Krishna is just wonderful Krishna. He's just beautiful, attractive, Charming, naughty, fun, you see? As a matter of fact, earlier, uh, this is the chapter right after where we pulled down the uh, Arjun trees, isn't it? Earlier, uh, when Krishna was tied to the the mortar and it fell sideways as he's crawling, and he goes between the, the two Arjun trees. And he just pulled them down. So when they fell, they made this horrific sound. It's like the cracking of the stratosphere, this terrible, horrible, big time sound. So everyone was alerted. Let's go see what made this racket. So when um, um, Nanda Maharaj ran up and he saw the two trees are, are down, he didn't think. Krishna pulled down these trees that was the last thing that he's gonna the last conclusion he's going to come to now he sees Krishna's tied to the grinding stone uh, the grinding mortar and he's and, and it looks like the, the, the it, that he came between the trees but on no way did my son pull these two trees down he's not thinking did not jump to that conclusion at all and then he's asking the the, the boys Krishna's uh, playmates who witnessed what happened, what's going on here, and they're saying, "Well, Krishna was tied to the mortar, and he came between the trees and he pulled them down." So that, and even at that, none of our eyes is doubtful. What? No, no, you, your children are just fantasizing, you know. Although some of them, some people kind of believed it, and some didn't, and you see. Anyway, it all passes. And it gets back to business as usual. Krishna is my son, and I need to take care of him. You see? Mother Yashoda goes to collect Krishna Balaram. You've been playing. Enough already. You children go home to your respective homes. And it's time for me to take Krishna Balaram in and give them their bath, put on clean cloth, decorate them, and feed them. They'll sit down and take prasadam with their father. You see. So, uh, for us to get as close as we want to get as bhakti yogis, we have to see past. Uh, we have to get over the all and reverence of Krishna. You see, uh, we need to see him as just wonderful, beautiful Krishna. We need to keep enough on reverence in there to keep us on our toes until we become purified. But we need to keep that goal in mind. You see, we can't think that well. Krishna will do everything. Of course, he will. Yes, he will. But we have to start getting in the frame of mind that Krishna depends on me to do my service. Krishna is depending on me. You see, we want to do our service so badly for Krishna, we have a desire to do our service for Krishna. You see? And the the desire is so strong that we actually feel, he needs me. Krishna needs me. We don't feel that, well, he can take care of it. Let let him take care of it. You see? That is impersonal. How, how, How would I care for you? How could I love you? if I felt like, well, you know, you've got the power, you can, well, you, you can take care of everything. You know, how could I convince you that I really care for you? If I truly care for you, I want to do something for you. I want, to, I want to do something. I want to do some service. What can I do? You see? Now, one thing is you just walk up and say, hey, Gino, what can I do for you, buddy? You see? That's nice, but more flattering than that is for me to get to know you, to know your habits and your desires, and to anticipate what I can do for you. If I want to buy you a gift, and I, and I see, oh, it looks like you know, he's got uh, uh, these shoes. These shoes are wearing out. Shoes are, and I have heard him speak that he likes this particular kind of shoe, I'm going to surprise him and get the shoes that he likes. And then when that happens to you, you think, how did you know? That's exactly what I wanted and what I needed. How did you know? You see? That's an exchange of affection. You you actually get into the head of the person that you care for. You anticipate, okay, that's the highest um, flattery. That's the, the highest flattery, you see? So we, could, we should do like that for Krishna. We do want to spend plenty of time saying, my dear Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Please let me know. You see, I, I want to know what you want me to do. Give me a, some direction, a sign or something. Uh, and it will come typically from uh, the recommendation of senior devotees who may give you some instruction. You know, you should do this. Or, you should do that. So Krishna speaks to you in that way. Yes. You see. Of course, Krishna can speak to you through anybody's mouth, you know. But typically, it will come from the Shadu. Typically, the Shadu is only thinking about what Krishna wants. So therefore, he can he he can tell you what Krishna would want. You see. But we should get to know Krishna enough that we can anticipate. You see? I can anticipate what he wants me to do. But now how do we get to that stage? What's the first thing that we first step we have to take to achieve that goal? We have to get over ourselves. You see? Because I spend so doggone much time thinking about what I want and how I want it done. Where I want to serve. What service I want to do. Which is nice. That it, It's great because it's a step in the right direction. <clears throat> I'm eager to perform devotional service. You see? maybe uh, uh, Maybe I'm an artist. Or a musician, you see. So I want to play music for Krishna. I was a rock and roll guy before I joined, and uh, that's all I've ever done. You know, is play my guitar and write songs, and and that's what I like to do. And you know what? I want to do that for Krishna. Well, that's great. That's a step in the right direction. You see. And maybe someday, if you. Do enough service for Krishna, you'll wonder, dear Lord, what do you want me to do? What would make you happy? It's not like, well, you're God and you're you know you're, you're a disciplinarian and okay, you're gonna want me to do something because you're God and that's what gods do—they they tell you what to do, you know, you better do it or else, you see? Not like that. <clears throat> we start to feel a little bit of love. We get a taste of love and. Dear Lord, how can I I please you? What can I do to see? And by studying Shastra, and by chanting Hare Krishna, and by meditating on this Krishna, we start to realize, oh, I think think you want me to do this. Of course, one can always ask his guru. My dear guru, what does Krishna want from me? not that well you know I think I'd better ask this because I'm supposed to I'm really supposed to do this so and I'm kind of nervous to do it because I'm kind of afraid of the answer (laughs) you know I mean I know about three or four things that I want to do for Krishna and I'm afraid that my Guru Maharaj is going to ask me something outside of those four things to do You see. What if he says, "I want you to do," you know, uh, "I want you to go distribute books." Oh no, I don't want to do that. See. (laughs) Or he says, "I want you to," uh, I want you to travel and preach, or I want you to do this, or I want you to do that, or whatever. I want you to manage a temple. You know. You see. I don't want to do. You see. That's the wrong move. That's why people, uh, uh, not so often, will approach their guru, or shiksha guru, and ask, "Could you please engage me? What should I do? Please instruct me." What is it? Carpana dosho bhagat swababa jaimi dharma chitta anyway our, uh, Arjuna approached Krishna and, and, and he had that um, realization that I don't know what at all what is best for me I don't know I am your disciple now I am your disciple please Instruction. I don't know what at all what's best for me. I'm asking you. you Problem is, we have sometimes these uh, inclinations to think I know what's best for me. You don't. Who are you? You don't know. I know what's best for me. So I know what I want to do. So why should I ask you or her or him or who or? You know, I mean if the guru wants me to do something special, it's his duty to tell me, isn't it? Why doesn't he tell me? He did not say anything? Why doesn't he say anything? Because <laughs> he doesn't think you're going to follow his instruction. <laughs> no. I can remember talking with people's gurus and, ask, and then ask their guru, I'm not going to mention any names, any particular guru or any particular disciple. And I would ask the guru, why? Didn't you tell him to do this? Set him up for an offense. I know he wouldn't do it. I don't think he would do it. So the guru gives you some, oh, just do as you like. Continue as you are. Oh, that is very nice. And you're sitting there beside him, thinking, well, if I was you, I'd tell him to do this. You know, this, this particular service or that. Why didn't you tell him that? Why do I do that? If I do that and he doesn't do it, you know, then it's us right. So I'm gonna give him some general scope of things that he can do. You know, do do your thing. Without saying that. You know, do, oh you know, I'm sure you know, because the devotees may you thinking, oh I know what it's what's best for me. We have to get to the point where we feel, I don't know what's best for me. And if we have faith, we'll approach someone who thinks might know what's best for me. You see? Uh, You go to the doctor. Why do you go to the doctor? I'm sick and I need help. I can't cure myself. I'm sick. I don't know at all what's best for me. My dear doctor, I'm submitting. Please instruct me. Okay, here, take this medicine and... Uh, change your diet like this. Oh, thank you, my dear doctor. I didn't want the doctor to tell me to, 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 to give up sugar. I didn't want that, but I wanted to be healed. My doc, my dear doctor, I'm feeling terrible. You know, my health is degraded. I don't know. I've tried all these different things. I don't know at all what's best for me. Would you please instruct me? Yes, give up this. Eat this and eat that. Well, it sounds terrible, but okay, I'll do that. It's not what I wanted to hear when I walked in here. But you're telling me what's best for me, and I have faith. So I'll follow your instructions. You see, I'll apply faith to it and see if it actually turns out to be that way. If I'll feel better if I follow your instructions. I mean, I can say you know, give so many examples, like we were talking last night in Bukhari, uh Bhagavad Gita class. You know, you may approach an accountant for financial advice. You don't know at all what's best for you. He tells you to do things that you didn't plan on and you don't really want to do, but you have faith that he knows what's best. Huh? An attorney? You go to an attorney for advice, he tells you to do this. File these forms, do that, yada, yada, yada. You don't want to do it, it's not what you had planned, but you're submissively accepting the authority. Well, why wouldn't that a- apply to your spiritual advancement? Why is it when it comes to spiritual advancement, all of a sudden those those deals are off? You know, I don't want your advice, I don't want your advice, I don't want your advice. I got an idea of what I want here. You see i got an idea of what I want to do. And I've got an idea of what I'm willing to do. And that's it for now. So thank you for your advice. But before you go too far, you can keep it. You know? You've know, given me advice here, I'm going to give it right back to you. There you go. So, thank you. So we shouldn't be like that. We should have faith we should say we should first of all realize I don't know what at all what's best for me this is just a become uh, the sisha the disciple. the disciple does like that he, he, he inquires wanting the instruction and he doesn't want the guru to tailor make the instruction to something that you will follow No, I want you to tell me what is best for me, not what you think I'll do. I don't want you to have to stoop to telling me what you think I'll do. I don't want you, my dear uh, guru, to have to give me instructions that you feel that I just might do and not throw back in your face, you see. I want you to tell me what's best, and I'll do it. I don't care what it is. I don't want to there's so many things I, I don't want to do but as soon as you tell me my dear guru that that's what's best for me I'll immediately want to do that I will I will immediately embrace it immediately after all I want what's best for me in my spiritual development you see? otherwise uh, but the, the disciple may feel Well, I'm not in that big a hurry right now, though. I'm making advancement. It may look to you like it's a straight line. But actually, there's like a one degree rise. So it looks like it's a level line, but I'm actually going up a little bit. I'm actually increasing. You see what I mean? You may not see it, but I can. I know you don't see that I'm advancing, but I really am. No, it's it's not a lot. But... you know, it's enough for me right now. You see. So when we when we get serious and we say, no, I I want to go straight up like they they shoot these rockets, they shoot them straight up. You see. So how how soon do you want uh, Krishna Pram? When do you want it? Total love of Godhead. Yeah. What do we want, Brahma? Why do we want it now? <laughs> so we have to decide what is it that you want. Are you sure you want this, and how soon do you want it? You can have it as soon as you surrender. As soon as you surrender. Now uh, let's talk a little bit about surrender. What does it mean? What does surrender mean? There's only one kind of surrender. Yeah. You know, fully, probably I said, fully, fully surrender. Fully surrender. It's just like, you know, uh, uh, General Lee when he was surrendering to General Grant. General Grant had this army surrounding him, you know, they had pounded them starve them. They've done everything. They were were defeated. So, General Lee is surrendering to General Grant. So, um, what Grant is looking for is unconditional surrender. Or I will kill you and all of your people. You see? We're going to level the South. We're going to level it. We're talking surrender, buddy. Right? You know, so General Grant—I mean General Lee—if he had said, "All right, I surrender," uh, but my guys get to keep their guns, and we get to shoot at you once in a while, <laughs> you know, and we're still going to wear these uniforms and still use Confederate money, you see. General Grant's going to say, "I don't think you understand." <laughs> I'm going to call my boys in here and we're going to, you know, we're going to have to whip you guys a little bit more. When we dropped two uh, atomic weapons on Japan, what did we want? Surrender. Not partial surrender. We were prepared to turn the whole country into a crater. There's no choice here. To get what you want, which is to survive, you got to surrender. See? Now, Krishna's not that rough with you. Krishna's not making this demand. He's not twisting your arm or threatening you. He's saying you can stay in the darkness of ignorance as long as you prefer, as long as you want. If that's what you want. You see? Now the devotee starts to have some um, desire. I want Krishna praying. I want to um, I want to experience love of Godhead. So Krishna says that you should surrender to me. You have to surrender to me. You see. So we have some negative connotations about this surrender, this word, because we don't want to be whipped like Grant uh, had to whip uh, Lee. And we had to whip Hitler. We had to whip the, the Japanese. You see. There's some horrible defeat. And it's not very respectable to be defeated but when you add the element of love surrender between lovers is uh, necessary if, we're there, if we want Krishna praying, if we want love of Godhead we surrender to him but it's not a one-sided surrender between lovers we surrender to Krishna, Krishna surrenders to us. Not that we should say, well, I'll surrender to Krishna, but I'm just waiting for him to surrender to me. Because then I've got God, you know. I've got God and I can get anything I want. That's not going to get us there. Although that's true, you will have God and you can't have anything you want. What you want, though, is to serve Him and, and make Him happy, you see? But Krishna is ready, willing, and desiring To surrender to the devotee. You know? When Mother Yashoda was trying to tie Krishna with a rope, it always came up two fingers short. And she got more rope and tried to tie him, and it's still two fingers too short. She adds more and more ropes, two fingers too short. And finally, Krishna did what? He surrendered to his mother. He didn't have to but he surrendered so, so that's our position um, and we can go as quickly as we want we can go straight up like a rocket we can go one degree incline 5 10 15 45 degrees whatever we can do it's up to you you're, you're calling the shot you see? but it is possible Sometimes people say, oh, well, I can never do that. Well, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can go straight up if you want. You can go straight to Krishna prayer. Why? Krishna will help you if you surrender. If that's what you tr- truly want. So any uh, comments or questions? Yes, mother?
1: When I was just in India talking to a Brahman, and a Mooney, I asked them, I said, what did you think when Prabhupada told you to go to Pakistan? And he said, we didn't think anything. We just, you know, we packed our bags and, and went. It wasn't even a question of, he says, of course, we were, We didn't read the newspapers or watch TV, so we didn't know there was more going on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you just, and it was like that, you know, i uh, I was instructed to uh, open a temple in my house, and uh, I, I just did it, I just did it, I didn't, I didn't think, oh, what do you mean temple, I was a bhakta, you know, I'd only been chanting Hare Krishna for a little while, and I was whining because there was no temple nearby in the city where I lived, well, open a temple in your house, oh, okay, you know. Yes, Prabhu?
1: Along the lines of what she said, my favorite is Prabhupada's uh, exchange of Harikesh marriage when he was in Russia. He said, Prabhupada, there's there's practically no food to eat. They need meat. What about my consciousness? Damn your consciousness!
0: (laughs) 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 If you follow the instructions of Guru, your consciousness will be very good. <laughs> you see. But what about my? What about this? What about that? It's. So I don't mean you know to uh, to make fun or whatever because it's difficult. It's difficult to uh, surrender because I've got this problem with me. You know, I'm. I still want what I want. I'm trying to get over me. I'm trying to get over myself. You see. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to have full faith you see? We, we get into a situation where we have mixed faith and that's what's giving us a problem we see uh, we see the truth we see reality Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead that's what I want I want to go back home back to Godhead I want to be with Krishna and I want to associate with Krishna except I also have these other desires.
1: They're little, you know, little tiny
0: things, but I'm not ready to give them up right now. So I want some Krishna and some me. You know, so I have faith in Krishna. I have faith, full faith, except I also have some faith in the material energy. That's called mixed faith. I'm suffering mixed faith. I have faith in Krishna. Faith in material energy. Now, as my faith in Krishna grows, my faith in material energy will diminish until I get to the point where I no longer have any faith in the material energy. You see? When you no longer have faith in the material energy, it all looks like a joke. It all looks like a scam. You start to see the material world as a scam. You see? It's all a scam. Sometimes you see devotees; they get they get hung up on uh, so many different things. Whatever the the, lo, the the latest buzz is, the latest catchphrases, or you know, if the guy at Whole Foods says that your diet should be this way, you accept that as fact. You know, there are devotees. Uh, I know some devotees. Uh, I won't mention the place, but there's a whole group of devotees who have started becoming vegan it's popular it's popular to be vegan you know all these groovy people out there the crystal rubbers you know they're <laughs> vegan you know and i got faith in them I'm thinking if I rub a crystal and dump milk out of my diet then I'm gonna be better that could be if you have a, a, a physician who says you know what uh, I think you know this milk is making you sick that could be some people I think uh, what is it one and a half percent as much as 2% of the population could be lactose intolerant they're not sure could be other complications <coughs> you know. so uh, but we read about Krishna and the cows Krishna stealing butter Krishna stealing yogurt, you know, our whole way of life, if we live like Krishna, centered around the cows and the milk and the ghee and everything. So, uh, somebody's going to have to fill me in. I don't quite get how can someone who says, I'm a devotee, not only be a vegan, unless you have to, unless you're forced by your health. That could be. You could be forced to give it up. But not only that, take up the cause of trying to champion the cause of veganism. There are devotees that have websites. I mean, not websites, but uh, on their Facebook. Websites too. Huh? Websites too. Probably websites, yeah. Websites too. Devotees. And they're against the consumption of milk. Milk products. In other words, I have faith in the material energy. I know some really cool people, and they're vegans, and I have faith in what they say. You see, although Prabhupada said something different. I've got faith in Prabhupada, but maybe he didn't know, you know, he was an old man and he grew up in India. He's not as cool and knowledgeable as these folks, man. These people are really hip folks. You know, some of them have PhDs. You know So we need to give up see it as a scam. It's a scam. If you check there's profit involved. They're trying to sell you something. you know So let's do things for our health. not to be in vogue. That's yes, probably and i was laughing because he's
1: like hey you never even hear yesterday to hear the class and that is exactly what you were talking about you were talking things like, this, the same thing is a joke it's a scam <laughs> <So, laughs>
0: yeah it is it's a scam yeah. it's all a scam one advantage to getting old is you see how it's scam after scam. One scam is replaced <laughs> by another. You know, I mean, I, I can think back of all the nutty things that I've heard. You know, one time the 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 the, the people on the on the cutting edge of the, the health food industry <clears throat> they were saying that uh, things like ghee and coconut oil are poison. You shouldn't even let a drop enter your system. You couldn't find coconut oil anywhere in any health food store in America. It was poison. And ghee? you got to be insane. Now coconut oil is everywhere. Now they're telling you it's good, it's good for you. And they also say that a little ghee is very good for you, very healthy for you. You know, you got to give me a break. I, I, you know, it is and it isn't. It was, it wasn't. It's just, it's whatever. And then you, you follow uh, their uh, methods. It's for profit. I want you to buy. I want you to take up this diet. First of all, they say cut back on this. Don't take that. Then they. It's just like uh, thirty something years ago, some doctors. Or scientists, whatever, uh, went, went on a, a rampage against fat. Americans eat too much fat. Yes, they do. So they started this whole campaign of what you should cut out of your diet. And so Americans went through 30 years of trimming fat out of their diet. You see. And then 30 years later, these same doctors said, Oh, we were wrong. If you cut too much fat out of your diet, then your, your body has to have it. So it'll produce its own uh, imitation fat. And that's that's like in a, uh, uh, an emergency mode your body goes into. And this emergency fat that it produces will clog your arteries. They're telling you to cut back all the fat or else you'll clog your arteries. But if you do that, you'll clog your arteries. <coughs> They didn't know. They were speculating. And there was some profit motive. So now they're saying, well, you should, first of all, give no nuts in the, in the diet. No nuts. Nuts are full of fat. Now they're saying you should have some nuts and almonds and walnuts. You know. So it's all a scam. We don't have faith in the material energy, we have faith in the spiritual energy. If, it, if it's in Bhagavatam Bhagavad Gita, it's fact. If it's not, I have my doubts. Okay? All right, I think we should probably wrap it up, huh? All glory to Yeah. Uh,